Phonological awareness and phonics are two very different things, but many teachers get confused between the two. While the terms are not interchangeable, yeah, there's some similarities there. Today on the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, we're going to talk about phonological awareness and phonics. Let's clear up any confusion there may be so that we can figure out the most basic skills that our kids need in order to be successful. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. So before we get into the nitty gritty details about phonological awareness versus phonics, check out my phonemic and phonological awareness series I did a while ago. You're going to check out episodes number 41 through 51 to get in-depth information about the different subcategories of both, as well as some tips and tricks and maybe some freebies about how to teach and progress monitor the individual skills. That series has been really helpful for a bunch of my teacher friends to give them some ideas, as well as a fresh viewpoint for how to incorporate the skills into their classrooms or their small group sessions. The episodes are short, like most of mine, but they really are very powerful. So no matter what grade level you teach, most teachers hear about how students are struggling with reading, right? Actually, most teachers are very aware that the reading struggle is real. Unfortunately, it appears that most teachers who teach grades second and up aren't as familiar with the process of teaching students to read compared to their younger grade coworkers. I've spoken to so many second grade and up teachers who've explained that I mean, they expect the students who come to them to already be able to read, and their work is focused on increasing those reading skills and really focusing on increasing comprehension skills. While I understand that idea, when we look at standards and benchmarks and all that stuff, yeah, by second grade, students should be able to read independently. By second grade and up, students should be reading to learn. No more learning to read at that point. Unfortunately, the standards which were set out years ago don't accurately reflect the students entering our schools today. I mean, honestly, if you really think about it, those standards never really accurately represented the students. Um, We could go into hours of discussion about the developmentally appropriate levels and all that stuff, but whatever. Right now, in 2022, those standards and what we expect are third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and up graders to be able to read and what level, that's just not an accurate representation for what we're seeing in schools right now. The student clientele has changed drastically in the last several years, with huge skill gaps noticeable throughout the academic world. Students have been moved to higher grades several times at this point, 
without mastering the prerequisite skills and the receiving teachers have not been provided with the training or the resources to deal with those issues. The problem is most noticeable when we look at high school students who are unable to read their textbooks, or quite frankly, any prompt close to their grade level. Teachers at this level are having to change their plans and materials to such an extent that I would argue they are modifying the curriculum at this point. But that's, again, a discussion for another day. We got a lot of discussions to go over, guys. The fact is, students are moving on to higher and higher grades and falling further and further behind due to skill gaps which are not being addressed. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not a proponent for retention. I hate retention. All the data supports that retaining students is the wrong answer. But the fact remains that schools and districts must do something to deal with this issue. Students are being expected to work with material that is inaccessible to them, which causes teachers to have to make the decision between putting their head in the sand and just presenting the material as it is provided to them which often results in poor teacher evaluations, loss of pay, failing students, or changing the materials to the point of effectively modifying the curriculum, which causes inflated grading practices, as well as perpetuates this whole problem. For this reason, it is vital that teachers be provided with the training that they need to be able to identify the skill gaps that students have and how they can fill these skill gaps while continuing to present the required curriculum on grade level. Which brings me to the actual topic of this episode. Yeah, you thought I was getting off topic. I promise I had a plan. I was, I was going to get us back here. I promise. Knowing the difference between phonological awareness and phonics is a key step for teachers to be able to identify the most basic skill deficits and be able to address those needs when we're talking about reading. Again, for specifics and how to teach or progress monitor those areas, check out podcast episodes 41 through 51. Those are, there's some good stuff in there. Also, if you're in need of some help getting started with progress monitoring, I'm going to link in the show notes my free uh, five steps to progress monitoring. It takes you step by step through getting set up and running with progress monitoring. It makes your life a little bit simpler as you deal with all these deficits and skills in your classroom. So the simplest way to describe the difference between phonological awareness and phonics is the presence or lack of letters. Yeah, it really is that simple at its most basic level. No, teaching phonological awareness or phonics is not simple. The skills are actually pretty complex, but the difference between the two categories is surprisingly simple. It's a good thing, you know, something in education really should be simple. At its most simplistic level, phonological awareness is how we recognize and manipulate sounds or phonemes. These sounds could be differentiating between the words in a sentence or, you know, the phonemes or the individual sounds within a single word. Being able to identify the same or different sounds between two or more words, such as identifying two rhyming words, is another example in this. The most complex skill, or at least I think is the most complex, 
is manipulating the sounds and words to change the word. That requires remembering the word, the original word, isolating a sound, a single sound within that word, then changing that phoneme, that sound, out for a different one and creating a whole new word. That's, that's kind of complex if you think about it. Throughout all of that, there are no letters presented to the student. All of this is done through sound or listening. Yes, we use pictures or visuals to help students identify the rhyming words or choose what picture, you know, the new word matches to. But with phonological awareness, we steer clear of using letters or written words associated with the sounds. When we start introducing the letters which are associated with the phonemes, we've crossed into phonics. This means that when we teach letters, letter sounds, blending letter sounds, segmenting letter sounds, again, all when letters are present, because we also do all that stuff, all those skills, before we introduce the letters themselves. All those skills are phonic skills, as long as the letters are present. So I bet now you can see how important those phonological skills are, right? Without that solid foundation, Phonics skills are so much harder to master or own, as some of my teacher friends like to say. For example, if blending and segmenting words is easy when no letters are present, the student is that much more set up for success when we throw letters into the mix. For my math-minded teachers, an example for this is if students understand that both sides of the equal sign must be the same, and blanks or boxes just represent unknown information, then throwing letters into the mix is that much easier for them. I'm sorry, deeply sorry to my non-math-minded teachers. Just try to ignore the last 10 seconds of your life. I know that hurt. It hurt a lot of us greatly, but I'm trying. Trying to reach out to my math people. So you can see how, it, how important it is for students to have a strong foundation in phonological awareness skills so that phonic skills can be developed more easily. Next time you're working with a struggling leader, reader, I hope that you take the time to investigate that most basic skill deficit. If you do, you're guaranteed to get a whole lot more bang for your buck. Next week, we're going to talk about how to run a phonological awareness small group. I'm excited for that episode and the episode following it when we talk about phonics small groups. It's going to be really helpful to a lot of teachers. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your days relaxing, and your summer started. 